Welcome to the Taproom Post Net Podcast. I am Delta Zero Four, and we will be covering the Nets topic of the week. Welcome, y'all. I am Delta Zero Four, located in the Redoubt of the South. This is Tapern Postnet Podcast, episode 14 23. Every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern, Tapern has an amateur radio HF net. The primary purpose for the net is to promote self reliance and preparedness in all aspects of modern life. The goal of the net is to share and disseminate information that can help everyone achieve individual independence and self reliance. During the net, we'll have a topic of the evening, so this podcast is a summary of the combined knowledge our check-ins share during the Tapern Nets. If y'all have questions about Tapern, feel free to go to the following website, www.amron.com. Phonetically, that's www.alpha-mike-romeo-romeo-oscar-november.com. In the beginning of this year, the Amron Group and Tapern Group merged, so you can find Tapern information, including the net schedule and frequency, at the Amron site. All right, let's take a quick break, and then I'll provide y'all a net check-in report, and then we'll finally cover the November 9th Tapern Net topic. And we're back. For November 9th, 2014, Tapern had a total of 33 check-ins from the following states. Seven from Virginia, five from Florida, four from Georgia, three from North Carolina, two from Ohio, two from Missouri, two from New York, and one each from the following states. Kentucky, Tennessee, Arizona, Kansas, Iowa, Illinois, Minnesota, and South Carolina. Thanks everyone for checking in. This week's topic was go bags. Some folks call them bug out bags, get home bags, and everyday carry bags. Still others call them go bags or jump bags, terms back from their military days. No matter what you call them, these are very important bags. We all know the internet has no shortage of very good information on what should be in your emergency bag, but with the major change in seasons, we thought this would be a good reminder to maybe dust off your bag and go through it to make sure you switch out all your summer items for winter items. This is also true for items in your vehicle. Throw in that extra blanket, a small shovel, and maybe some sand or kitty litter for traction in the snow if you don't already have them in your vehicle. Okay, let's get back to go bags. For those who may be just starting out with building your bug out bag, my biggest advice is to look at several internet examples. And please, don't think that just because some well-known guru has a high-priced cool gadget that you need it too. What works for one person may not work for you. There are plenty of lower cost alternatives to just about everything you put in an emergency bag. Now that I've said that, there is one exception, your knife. Try to get as good a knife as possible for your bag, and if you don't know how, learn how to sharpen it. My personal opinion is a knife is probably the best multi-use tool that you can have in your bag. Okay, let's start with the bag itself. For starters, you'll quickly figure out that there is no best answer for bag 
type. If you're looking for something to get you from work to home, you might not need something as big as a bag you take for a week due to approaching bad weather. And you can even have both types, a small one in your vehicle and a bigger one ready to go at your home. Some check-ins have army surplus bags and others went with the gray man approach to blend in with something like hiking backpacks and plain colored duffel bags. And don't forget about your kids. Even a small child can carry a few items in an old school backpack. And while adults may not consider a small toy to be quote-unquote essential, it may be just what that child needs to feel a little more secure in an emergency situation. If you have teenagers in college and your emergency family plan is for them to get home, they definitely need some sort of get-home bag depending on how far they need to go. It's entirely up to each family member what they go with. And don't forget to check your closets and garage. You may already have that perfect bag. Regarding contents, check-ins mentioned a lot of items. And after listening to all the great suggestions, you may be sitting there thinking, now Delta Zero Four, how in the world am I going to get all that stuff in my bag? I'm no survival expert, but I do know this. No matter what, always start with the basics. Water, food, fire, and shelter. And then if you have extra room in your bag, you can build from there. When it comes to water, try to store some to carry with you. But we all know that water can get heavy. So have at least one container to hold water and a couple of different ways to purify and filter it. Water bottles with filters, life straw, Sawyer filters, a small bottle of chlorine bleach with an eyedropper, and water purification tablets are just a few examples. For fire, try to have at least three different ways to start a fire. The following suggestions do not weigh a lot and do not take up a lot of space, so there's really no excuse for not having a few of them ready to go in your bag. You can purchase some matches or lighters and place them in either a Ziploc bag or a waterproof container. You can also buy a ferrite rod with a small section of a hacksaw or use your knife. A pill bottle filled with Vaseline-soaked cotton balls, dryer lint with candle wax dripped onto it, and makeup remover pads soaked in wax are all items you probably already have around your house that you can make ahead of time. Another idea mentioned by a check-in is steel wool with a 9-volt battery. My only caution to this is to make sure you keep those two items separate until you are ready to use them. And for an extra safety tip seen on the internet, put a piece of tape across the 9-volt battery connections. Then something metal doesn't accidentally touch both the positive and negative connections at the same time, causing a spark while it's still in your bag. Talk about a bad day, folks. Don't forget about items you may already have in your bag. You can cut off a small slice of your lip balm and smear it on some leaves or twigs to help start a fire. A check-in mentioned gel hand sanitizer can also be used as a fire starter, which brings up a very good point. Try to have as many items as possible that can be used for multiple purposes. This will help lessen the bulk and weight of your bag. Food is next on the list. Freeze-dried food, MREs, and canned goods all have their pros and cons. Freeze-dried food is super lightweight, but will require some of your precious water. MREs are great high-calorie choices. If you don't have room for the complete meals, you can always just pack the main entrees. If you don't want to spend a lot of money, you can always pack some oatmeal packets with some hot chocolate packets or packaged chicken with some mayo or mustard packets. There are even packets of applesauce and dried fruit that you can throw in your bag for a fruit serving. You can vacuum seal these 
items with a food saver or just place them in a Ziploc bag. While these homemade meals are not expensive, you will need to remember to rotate them out more often than long-term freeze-dried food or MREs. A suggestion is to have a mixture of all choices. The general idea is to try to have about four days of food in your bag. If it's your everyday carry or get-home bag, you probably don't need nearly as much food, but you may want to consider high-caffeine foods and drink powders. For instance, I have a pack of caffeinated jelly beans in my everyday carry bag. One check-in mentioned a great idea for small bags or instances where you know you will be constantly on the move are meal replacement bars and electrolyte powder. One thing to keep in mind about food and other various items is if you keep your go bag or get home bag in your vehicle, don't forget about the extreme temperature differences. While MREs last quite a few years, there is information out there showing that the higher the constant temperature, the shorter the overall storage time. So if you've had those MREs sitting in your vehicle all summer long in hot, humid Georgia weather, you may want to consider rotating those MREs out and using them on your next hunting trip this year. Last basic item is shelter. You can do something as simple as building a lean-to with branches and leaves to packing a self-enclosed hammock with a rainfly for overnight sheltering. If you are packing a sleeping bag, make sure it will handle the weather in your area or where you plan to go. If you only have a three-season sleeping bag, you can combine it with an emergency space blanket to get extra warmth. One check-in mentioned a good rain poncho can be used for not only rain protection, but also wear to protect against cold wind, and can even be tied up as a temporary lean-to to sleep under. Speaking of tying, pack some paracord. While you are not moving and sheltered in place, to stay warm, don't forget to switch out those cotton clothes for wool clothes, gloves, and a warm hat. We've covered the basics, so now let's get into the nice-to-have items. First aid kit with basics like pain relievers, sunscreen, mole screen for any blisters, CPR kit, band-aids, and ace bandage wraps is good to have. Toilet paper. You have no idea how much a single roll of toilet paper can get squished down into a sandwich-sized Ziploc bag. So my suggestion, make room for it, folks. Four more items in your bug-out bag can help you feel much better after a long day are baby wipes or soap, toothpaste, deodorant, and a couple of pair of wool socks. Also, anything crank up like an FM AM radio, flashlight, and small power supply. Also mentioned was the Goal Zero Nomad, which is a foldable small solar panel that can charge rechargeable batteries, like the in-loop batteries. If you have foods that require heating up, don't forget to pack a little mess kit. While you can always start a campfire, you may be in a situation where you don't want to draw attention, so consider a small, clean-burning stove. You can pack a sterno or make your own aluminum can stove to heat up some water, or you can buy all all sorts of commercially available lightweight stoves that hikers use. There are even biofuel stoves that, while they are heavier than alcohol stoves, you don't need much to get a hot cooking fire going. Some sort of comms, like an HT ham radio and extra batteries, is also important, especially for us hams. That's usually an essential because we want to stay in touch with family and friends while heading to our final location. A garbage bag and a few spare Ziploc bags can keep items 
items dry if it starts to rain. A firearm and ammunition properly carried according to your state laws and or permit you currently have. Getting back to those teenagers in college, if they are comfortable with firearms but are staying in the college dorms, most colleges do not allow firearms or potentially even some other items they would want to have in their bag. If that's the case, an alternative is to have their bag at a sponsor family's home or a trusted friend's apartment near campus. Then they can get to all their gear and then head home. Other honorable mentions from check-ins were having several denominations of currency, even a tape measure that can double as a makeshift radio antenna, and photocopies of important documents like your insurance papers, passport, and driver's license to name a few. Also, various maps can be very helpful. If you live near water, you may consider also getting a nautical chart. One check-in stated an aeronautical map can also be helpful. Just like the saying, three is two, two is one, and one is none. Think about that when you consider your route getting home. Having a map will help you find alternative routes. There are so many great reasons for each member in your family to have a go bag. Whether it's sudden riots in a major city where you work and you are trying to get home, or a train derailment, or a dam in danger of breaking near your home and you are required to evacuate immediately. Or maybe your family just experienced extremely bad weather that made your home unlivable and your family needs to go elsewhere. Just remember to go through your bag every once in a while, especially during those major seasonal changes. Having a go bag can make your journey a lot safer and hopefully a lot less stressful, knowing each family member has their own bag already packed and ready to grab in a moment's notice. All right, y'all. That is all for this episode. A special thanks to those who checked into the net and provided us all the great information to share. God bless everyone. Until next week, this is Delta Zero Four, clear.